Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, April the 21st in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A and the third Sunday of Easter. And on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary and this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves in the Gospel of Luke. We've been in John for a few weeks. So now we're back in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. He said to them, what are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped with their faces downcast. The one named Cleopas replied, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place there over the last few days? He said to them, well, what things? They said, things about Jesus of Nazareth, because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago, but there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had seen a vision of angels who had told them that he is alive. Some of these who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had said. They didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, your dull minds keep you from believing all that the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then he interpreted for them the things written about himself in all the scriptures, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets. When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he was going on ahead. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us. It's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. After he took a seat at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, Weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road and when he explained the scriptures for us? Then they got up right then and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, The Lord really has risen. He appeared to Simon. Then to the two disciples, then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. This is a word of God for us. All right, so what we could, can we say here about the end of Luke's gospel? We know that Luke's gospel will feed into the book of Acts. We believe they're written by the same author. So there might be some themes that correlate with one another there. But I think one of the neat fixture, uh, sorry, one of the features of this story is how there's two disciples and Cleopas is named, the other one is not, and they're walking away from Jerusalem. And then by the end of the story, they have like 
the answers to their questions, at least like some clarity on some of the big parts of their questions, and they're back in Jerusalem. So this is, seems to be about you know journeying away from where we need to go so that we get back to where we need to go, right? Um, they have questions about what happened in Jerusalem, but they're walking away. Isn't that, isn't that odd? Like that seems to be the problem on the surface of the story. The second problem on the surface of the story is that Jesus is there with them, but they can't recognize him, right? And so there's this interesting little blending together of two unique things that we experience in the life of our discipleship. We tend to walk away from the, th- uh, away from the things that we're looking for the most, and we need to be urged to return and to go back to them, right? And the second thing is, is that oftentimes we have a hard time finding Jesus in the midst of our common life. Like he's just right in front of us, like, you know, right in plain sight, hidden, and we need to have our eyes opened. Um, I'm reflecting on a, uh, I'm reflecting on a tweet or something that may have came from uh, Father Richard Rohr's devotions this week. And he said, and this obviously in hyperbolic terms, he said that his litmus test for true Christianity, for who is a true Christian, and this is him over years of following the Lord and being in ministry, he says is that a person's ability to see Christ in all things. He said this criteria um, won't cause divisions, it won't cause wars, it won't cause people to act out of turn for what Christian behavior is. But if we would just encourage one another to seek Christ in all things, in all people around us, then we can actually uh, find our way as Christian. And our ability to do so, our our higher batting average to do so, uh, recognizes our growth in being a Christian. And I think this is at the very heart of what's going on here. And one of the things I think Dale Allison, he's one of the he's a, he's a commentator of the New Testament. He said it, he thinks Luke leaves the second disciples' identity shrouded in mystery so that we're tempted to find ourselves in that disciple's footsteps, right? So Cleopas is named, Cleopas is dialoguing with the Lord, but there are obviously two walking with them. And uh, so as they spend time with Jesus, he reasons from the scriptures. He also opens their eyes at the communion table, and then he vanishes from their sight, which is another interesting thing. Um, And I think there's probably a lot of uh, conclusions that we can jump to. But I think sometimes in our Christian life, we say, what I need the most is for God to appear to me as plain as possible, then I will know my way. Um, And it seems like um, what a gift these two disciples had that Jesus was with them. Now, they only recognized him for an instant, and then he was gone. I think this correlates a bit with what happens at the end of John's gospel, where when John is talking with Thomas, or sorry, when Jesus is talking with Thomas, he says, you know, you believe because you've seen, but blessed are those who believe without seeing, right? And so there actually is a sense where we actually gain a deeper layer of the faith when we can recognize our God without all the clear signs that God is near. And so I think there's a lot that's going on here. But what we know is that by the end of this story, these disciples' lives have been turned around and they're actually going back. And when they go back, they get to bear witness. And so I'm, I'm putting together a um, I'm putting together a sermon for a couple weeks from now, and it's on risk and taking risks in our um, life in the body of Christ. And uh, one of the things that I'll talk about is uh, this. there's this neat quotation from Joseph Campbell, who wrote about the hero's journey and the different tropes in, um, in ancient literature. And one of the things that he says is, oftentimes the cave that we're reluctant to enter into is the one where the treasure that we seek hides. 
And I think that's true for this in these disciples. Uh, they had all these questions, but they were going in the wrong direction to get those answers. And so God chases them down. So they go back to the origin. They actually go back to the site. And maybe that's a thumbnail on what God does for all of us. He tracks us down because he loves us so much. And he wants us to turn around and to go to the place where we need to be. And it may come with some apprehension. It may come uh, with some challenge and difficulty. But we'll find the gift that we've always been looking for if we go deep into the cave that we're the most reluctant to enter into, right? And so there's a lot that we could say here about what these two disciples learned on the road to Emmaus. They didn't just learn Bible verses, friends. Uh, notice that their hearts were burning within them as they reasoned from the scriptures, but it wasn't until a common meal was served from their uncommon God that they recognized him, right? And I think that that's a bit of a, a lesson here too, is that uh, yes, we learn and we draw near to God through Bible study, but we also learn and draw near to God through all the common things of life. So, so many things here. Why don't you just pick up one of those? I feel like it's a Twitter feed this morning. So many things stack on top of one another that don't even seem to relate to one another, but there's so many things brimming up to the surface of this story. So take one of those and run with it today. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're the God who pursues us, that when we're wandering away further and further from the place that we need to get to the most, that you'll track us down, that you'll find ways to speak to us where our hearts are burning within us, where our eyes are open to you and to truth and to community and to all the resources that we need for our journey. And so we thank you that you're the gracious God, that when we are faithless, you still remain faithful. And so as we journey together today, and as we face this day, we thank you that you're going to be with us. And because of that, we have great hope. And so as we put our hope in you today, we pray that you would reveal yourself to us, that you'd help us to learn from the scriptures and learn from different practices of the faith, but also learn through our common outworking of life. We just pray that all would belong and that uh, you would draw us near to you as we draw near to you through prayer this morning. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.